Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, do I feel good today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Early Edge, your daily, and on this show, weekly sports betting brand of record. We are presented all the odds by our brand new partner. Could not be more excited. The king of all sports books, BetMGM. We are powered, though, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting, and it's not even close. This is our props extravaganza we do it every single friday at 4 p.m eastern time we encourage you to watch us live because props as you will soon learn when my guys give them out they move and by sunday at our next big show nfl show usually they're bye 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 how about the nsync showing up at the vmas this week that's pretty cool right all right with all that being said last week the epitome of what i like to say a ho hum week seven and seven, but we know the first couple of weeks on props, we tell you scale it back just a little bit because you never know which players are going to come out of nowhere. Jordan Addison, welcome to the party. And the OGs, Justin Fields, welcome back to your rushing prop, but your team still stinks. So with all that being said, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. Look who it is every single Friday. I love these three so much. EC is here. My man, Proppy Three Time is here. And, of course, Uncle Dave from Fantasy Football Today is here. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good afternoon. A lot of energy. But, Proppy, I got to come to you because the man who's normally here in the years past, and he's very busy now, seeing Najad, he got in the club last night. How do you feel about that? Because you were on the show. You and I both lost. Tip of the cap to Cousin Sia here, Coach. I actually love TJ Hawkinson as evidenced by playing his prop. We cashed that. I was 100% planning on using him uh, for the gem. Sia got to it first. All credit to Sia. I'm excited. My Eagles won. I'm reunited with my long-lost Uncle Dave. Got my buddy EC to my left, Coach. I am fired up. He's technically to your, to your right, but uh, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uncle Dave, your thoughts last night, Thursday night football, the over came in, but as far as props are concerned, Jalen, I'll get to that because I got to give props to EC, but how about DeAndre Swift, 170 mm. yards on the ground going bananas, your thoughts? We had our, our Thursday FFT live stream leading up to the game, and we didn't know what to make of DeAndre Swift. Would he be the feature guy for Philadelphia? Would they make it a three-headed monster? All options were on the table, and I think DeAndre Swift himself put that to rest by basically saying, uh-uh, I'm running against the Minnesota Vikings. I've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. I'm going to go ahead and just average whatever he averaged, a bazillion yards per carry, the best game of his career. 
Uh, fantasy managers want to know what to do with him, coach. You might want to try selling high on him because he doesn't have a great track record of staying healthy, and we can't say for sure that he's going to get all this work for Philadelphia week after week. I encourage you to watch fantasy football today. Nobody knows any better. Now, finally, EC, last night, you said it. And I had forgotten how when they get inside the two, all the Eagles do is line up, put their two running backs behind Jalen Hurts, and push him. And so he scored a couple times like that. Easy cash for you last night. Yeah, easy cash, Coach. But I also had a prop separately that I didn't give out on the show, which was Jalen Hurts to throw over one-and-a-half touchdown passes. He had the second one, and it was called back because Rashad Penny doesn't know how to block, and he held. So it was a painful night. If we're talking our SGPs, which, you know, I like to do, Coach, it was painful last night. Even though Hurts got three total touchdowns, so we'll take it. I thought it was a little bit, and and it's been talked about a lot today on Sports Talk Radio, A.J. Brown being upset at his target share. He was the one who caught that touchdown that was called back, by the way, from Jalen Hurts. You won the game. You scored 34 points. Be a team player. The reason you're double teamed is why your boy Devontae went bananas, which, by the way, Proppy said on primetime early edge. What'd you say, Proppy? He'd have a big game, correct? I said he'd get behind the defense once or twice. They obviously love throwing screen passes to him at the line of scrimmage. That was a great shot. But, yeah, uh, look forward to week three for A.J. Brown. I think there's going to be some serious squeaky wheel treatment. (laughs) No doubt about that. All right, gentlemen, let's jump in because we've changed the show this year just a little bit. We're not going to go through every single game and find the players there. We're going to go by position. So I encourage you all at home because you know I do it. I got my paper. Got my pen or pencil, and I'm ready to go because hashtag knowledge is power. So, Uncle Dave, I'm sorry to you, big boy, and I'm going to go on the ground first. And I'm looking at a running back and also a quarterback because that's some really hidden value that we seem to find really good quarterbacks with legs that like to run. Start us off. Last week we started with this exact same prop, Coach. It's Deshaun Watson over 23 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. This, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know why there hasn't been an adjustment made to this. I know he's playing the Steelers. Steelers don't have Cameron Hayward for the next eight weeks. That makes their run defense a little bit worse. And that offensive line for Cleveland, yeah, they lost Shaq Conklin, but they're still going to be really strong. I'll just repeat what I said last week. Six games last year with the Browns, when his arm stunk, he averaged six rush attempts per game, almost 30 rushing yards per game. This very preseason, he played 30 snaps over two games. He rushed six times for 21 yards in 30 snaps. And sure enough in week one against Cincinnati five carries 45 yards and a touchdown to boot I'll keep taking this as long as they let me this will be a running thing on the show until we lose once or twice Deshaun Watson over 23 and a half rushing yards the other one's an under and it's in Denver Javante Williams under 48 and a half rushing yards and the juice isn't so bad minus 104 he splits snaps almost evenly with Samaje Pirine and from my seat Pirine looked better he was a little quicker he had a little more boost and Javante was powerful but so was Pirine. And the stats agree with me. Pirine had a yard, higher yards per carry. He had a much better rushing metrics across the board, including yards after contact. That's something that worries me a little bit with Javante Williams in fantasy. Not sure if I feel so good about him anymore after I took him to be a number two running back. And Sean Payton again brought up the name Jaleel McLaughlin. This is an undrafted rookie running back speedster. Says he wants to find more touches for him. That's great. It's going to give everybody what they want. A three-headed backfield in Denver. Oh, and by the way, Coach, Washington's run defense was good. They rallied to the ball last week. They only missed three tackles. They did a pretty good job holding down James Conner 
when he was the main back for Arizona. This could be a slugfest of a game that might help Williams, but I'm just not convinced he's going to see a hefty dose of carries, nor would he do very well with them if he did. Under 48 and a half rush yards at minus 104. What a great window right there. What a great analysis. You know, Even if he was on one back, he probably wouldn't go over this. And you got two others to share the rock with? I love that analysis right there. By the way, so does Kevin. He says, I can't believe how much I enjoyed learning from you guys. Cheers. Appreciate you. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate you as well. Now, probably did you have something? You're just acknowledging Kevin. I'm just acknowledging Kevin, Dave, Dave's Deshaun Watson prop, which I thought was phenomenal. It was his favorite prop last week. Easily yep. cashed in the first half. I tailed that. So, yeah, that was that was money in the bank, Dave. Do you know what I've learned from you guys? And also, I'll give uh, I'll give a couple other people on other platforms at CBS, of course, is that I hear all the time before I really get into sports betting here. Oh, that's hit three times. Can't do it four. You know where they never look at your ticket, Dave, and say, oh, you've played that four times in a row. Where is that, Dave? At the pay window, sir. You're damn right. At the pay window. Play it till the wheels fall off, baby. Play it till the wheels fall off. Now, Proppy, I'm coming over to you. Because there's a couple of names that I'm staring at right now. And this kid, you told us about him in week one. And my goodness, is he dynamic. But you like an interesting one with him. Because we haven't really gotten to the longest Rush, longest receiver, whatever it is. Who am I talking about? Yeah, we're talking about Jameer Gibbs, coach, and I'm choosing to attack his longest rush and his longest reception prop. I am so high on this rookie running back. I thought he was absolutely incredible in that debut game against the Chiefs. The only thing that wasn't great was only having nine touches in the game, but just his ability to accelerate, to make tacklers miss, just check every single box and then some. Makes a lot of sense that the Lions were Comfortable taking him ahead of Bijan Robinson at sixth overall. We're willing to make him or are, are willing to make him the centerpiece of this offense. I think this kid has some of the most incredible uh, athletic traits that I've ever seen in a running back in NFL history. Uh, so they're going to get him the ball. He is going to just snap off big play after big play. We don't know how much usage it's going to be, which is why I'm choosing to attack his longest rush and his longest reception prop, which are both over 12 and a half yards, but just absolutely electric and dynamic with the football his hands i think they're going to increase his usage every single week it would be a complete travesty if they didn't so love jameer gibbs i like all those props though i like his rushing i like his receiving i like his combination prop and i obviously love uh the reception longest reception longest rush as my two favorites that's why they're both official plays and then we're going to go to ramondre stevenson over 50 and a half rushing yards that eagles front four is nasty we saw it last night against uh alexander madison and the vikings offense we saw week one against new england and ramondre stevenson i'm willing to uh overlook it against that matchup much more favorable matchup this week against the miami dolphins fresh off of giving up over 200 rushing yards to austin eckler and joshua kelly in the san in, in the los angeles chargers so i love this spot for ramondre at home you know new england is going to want to pound the football i think ramondre is going to get 15 to 17 carries in this game easily eclipsed 50 yards get a big discount because of that week one performance against the Eagles where they held them in check but won't be the case against this Dolphins defense let me be very clear on Jameer Gibbs if anybody's confused at home when you say longest rush and receiving over 12 and a half is that two different plays you're putting two, those two, two separate props that have the same exact line they're both over 12 and a half yards for his longest rush and his longest reception I like them both I'm playing every single one of his props this week every single one but those are my two favorite 
translation, there's a lot of you because our, I mean, our audience has grown so much last year to this year. Let me just translate prop because I know him better than anybody. When he gets excited and he starts talking a little bit faster, you better make that bet. When he tells you he's betting every single one, make that bet. Don't question it. Do it on Friday. Do not wait till Sunday. I don't want any more tweets this year. Coach, missed the number. Don't want it. That's why we do the show on Friday. Thank you, Proppy. Now, EC, I'm coming to you, big boy, because last week, boy, so many people were on the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, they look great in the preseason. Yeah, that was the preseason. And then they met potentially the best team in the NFC week one. And the 49ers' best player played like their best player. And you like him again this week. Who am I talking to? I do, Coach, and it's Christian McCaffrey, over 65-and-a-half rushing yards at minus 110 on MGM. Now, our AI model on the site has him at 101.2. Last year when he faced the Rams in one game with San Francisco, 18 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Had 152 yards in week one and a 65-yard touchdown, which almost would have, you know, covered this prop on one carry. The only concern this week, if I'm going to give you one thing, it's a short week for San Francisco because they play on Thursday night against the Giants. So I don't think we're going to get the volume of carries, but how many carries is it going to take for McCaffrey to get at least 66 rushing yards? Well, the Rams allowed the highest yards per contact before before contact per attempt in week one. Means they let Kenneth Walker and, and the Seattle running backs, you know, uh, get further before they even touched him. You're going to do that with McCaffrey? It's not going to be a good formula. I think we need 12 or 13 carries, and I think he goes over this prop. I think he's going to bust another big one. So let's go for it. Let's go McCaffrey over 65 and a half rushing yards. Feel fairly confident about that regardless of the workload. And secondly, coach, you know, uh, Uncle Dave, is, as I can now call him, it's my second show with him. So I guess I could do that, right? Uh, he loves the Deshaun Watson rushing props. Well, you know what? I need to take a page from his book. I tried with Justin Fields last week and succeeded. So we're going to try with Anthony Richardson over 38 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 for the Colts rookie. He had 10 carries for 40 yards in week one. Now, depending on where you read, uh, I read one place that said he had six designed runs. Another place said he had one designed run. I need to go back and look at the film, I guess. But regardless, 10 attempts, that's what I needed to see. Remember that his new head coach, Shane Steichen, was Jalen Hurts' offensive coordinator last year. And we know how much Jalen Hurts loves to run, as we talked about last week on our preview show, or last night on our preview show. Lamar Jackson went for six uh, attempts and 38 yards last week against the Texans defense. The game flow with Indianapolis losing, as I think they might, I think Richardson will be in chuck and duck and scramble mode, and I think he tops 50, Coach, so I feel really good about the over 38 and a half rushing yards. He looked better than I thought he was going to. Uh, by the way, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, somebody in the chat, their book has it at 67 and a half. How much would you play it up to? I play it up to 75. I really would. I, I think he's going to bust one for at least 30 yards, and I think if we, even on 12 or 13 carries, I think it's enough to get there. Okay, and Anthony Richardson, Some there's a big variety here. Uh, Fayaz says 44.5 at his book. How, what's the variance you would take there? Up to 50, Coach. I think he's going to go for over 50 yards, especially in a game in the fourth quarter where I think he's going to be running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Let me say uh, one other thing here. I love Proppy's Jameer Gibbs props, and if you're a DFS player, he I think he's the cheapest starting running back on FanDuel this week at 5,800. So really good value there, especially uh, it, with Proppy liking him so much. Put him in all of your lineups if you do that. 
Well, that takes a lot of guts with the legend, the Hall of Famer, the greatest fantasy player of all time, Uncle Dave sitting right above you. And you're going to, and Dave gave you a look. I don't know what the look meant. What did that, you liked it? I, I didn't like it. I loved it. I don't know what, what FanDuel's thinking, putting them at 5,800. Okay. They're off their rocker. Take advantage. Okay. Uh, by the way, Dave, I have one for you. Washington defense or Cleveland defense? Fantasy question. It's the Browns. They're taking on the Steelers. You can't give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt after what we saw last week. Fair enough. Boom. That's why you watch it live. You ask the question live. You get it live. You watch it on demand. We can't help you. Can't help you. This is the one show I tell everybody, you got to watch us live. You do. Now, <clears throat> all three of my guys remarkably take the time every week because they're pulled in a thousand different directions. We're always getting that little ring-a-ding-ding from CBS Sports. What, Snake? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Michael, I see you in the chat. I don't know how it all got started with all my catchphrases, but you all know where my career started. And if you don't brand everything, they forget everything. I learned that from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That was a quote once. If you don't brand everything, they will forget everything. Just remember that. Interesting. Yeah. He gave me a lot of good advice. Some bad, but he gave me a lot of good advice. <laughs> Hopefully he gave you a lot of stock now that this merger's going on, but that's that's for a different – Do podcast. not – do not bring that up. Yes, Proppy. Coach, I meant to tell you, uh, I was my YouTube feed, you know how you recommended videos? I yep. was recommended a video. I forget who was telling the story. It was some red, wrestling legend talking about how Vince played a prank on you or he had you fake arrested. It's it's true. And one of these days, we'll just come on here. I'll tell the story because it takes a long time. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. You all right there? PTSD. Bringing up bad memories. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like this is this is an allergic reaction to McMahon's name. They actually made a cartoon video out of it because it was so legendary. But yes, I got arrested, handcuffs, taken to jail, <laughs> the whole nine yards. And as fate would have it, it was for running a ten dollar football pool, which is illegal apparently in the state of North Carolina. I'll tell that story another time. But it's true. It was scary. And I cried. I'll give you that. That's the Reader's Digest version. It was so real. It was so real. Uh, all right. Let's move on to receiving props. I love doing the show this way. We just get into the props. Don't have to worry about the games. So, Dave, you have four in this category. So I'm going to have you do two. And I love your first one. And then this man, this man, we talk about The Rock, talk about the WWE, DJ, DJ. So you're up. 
I'm going to start with my favorite prop of the week, and it's a rookie tight end, so a little dangerous, but we're rolling with it. Luke Musgrave over 31.5 receiving yards at minus 125. Last week, Musgrave led the Packers in routes run and lined up everywhere across the formation for Green Bay. He had 50 yards, but he should have had over 100 yards after a Jordan Love misfire and a deep target when he was wide open. Not to mention, he slipped after he caught a pass near the goal line. That was a little unfortunate. He's taking on Atlanta this week. They play a lot of zone coverage. You saw it last week. Hayden Hurst had a lot of short throws from Bryce Young. Jordan Love's going to do the exact same thing with Luke Musgrave. I think we'll see Musgrave get around 50 yards in this game. The fact that he's at 31 and a half in this prop is easy to me. I'm taking it. It's at minus 125. A little juicy, but I think it's good to go. The other prop, you mentioned it, DJ. When you think about the DJ that you know, Coach, we think of The Rock and how great he is. When we think about the Bears DJ, DJ Moore, what what the hell is going on? I mean, honestly, it it was weird last week. He only had two targets and two catches. And the markets seem to think that he's just not good anymore. His over-under on receptions, receptions, is three and a half. For DJ Moore, I remember this guy with an over-under of five and a half once upon a time. And the odds are in our favor. This almost feels like a sucker bet. But it's Chicago's best wide receiver. Shut down for the second week in a row. Last week, I kind of get. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I kind of get it. Green Bay stuck Jair Alexander on him. Maybe that freaked out Justin Fields. Fields played cautiously. Uh, I don't think Tampa Bay's got a cornerback that can put DJ Moore under wraps. And the word all around Chicago was that Fields needs to be more aggressive with the football, has to throw downfield with the football, and he's got to get DJ Moore involved. So all eyeballs are going to be on Justin Fields' throws. And there were a legit six plays last week where Fields drops back, he's looking for a short, easy throw, but he's missing DJ Moore open further downfield. If he hits those throws, there's no way this prop is three and a half. There's no way the odds are in our favor. All we need is four measly catches from DJ Moore against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who, by the way, excellent against the run, not so excellent against the pass. This is one of my other favorite props of the week. We're riding with DJ Moore, as scary as it sounds. And you know the one word we love, especially on this show, especially at this brand, it's called synergy i love it when one play leads right into another ec pick it up well uncle dave spot on with this one i'm rolling with dj moore over 43 and a half receiving yards at minus 115 now in two games against tampa bay last year when he was with carolina seven catches 69 yards and a touchdown six catches 117 yards and a touchdown way over this prop there's no jair alexander this week as dave mentioned and jamel dean and carlton davis who are most likely to guard more Gave up 178 combined receiving yards in week one. I expect the Bears offense to open up a bit. I actually like him to win the game outright. But beside that, I expect DJ Moore to top 60 yards. I'm playing this over 43 and a half. Now, my, for my next one, Coach, this is my favorite prop of the week. And I'm not a mathematician. But let's talk about James Cook over 12 and a half receiving yards oh. at minus 110. So his rushing line on MGM is 50 and a half. His combined rushing and receiving line is 67 and a half. That would imply a 17 that he'll get 17 yards in uh, 17 receiving yards. Well, his over is only 12 and a half receiving yards. So there's some kind of a flaw there. You might want to exploit it before the book figures it out. So get this over 12 and a half at minus 110. He had six targets in week one, caught four balls for 17 yards, but that 15.3% target share is certainly appealing. It's also more appealing when you think about that Las Vegas allowed the fourth most receptions to running backs and the most receiving yards to that position 
last year. And finally, we're going to roll with a tight end once again. We hit this prop last week with, with Juwan Johnson, so we're going to try it with Evan Engram over 40.5 receiving yards at minus 115. So Kansas City was punished by tight ends in the slot last year. They gave up the most fantasy points, so that's Dave's, Dave's area of expertise, to tight ends in the slot. Uh, Engram lined up in the slot in week one 41.8% of the time. We know what Sam Laporta did last week. Five catches, 39 yards in his first NFL game. Coach, I know you love your Chiefs, but they're not great against the tight end. Evan Engram had a 15.6% target share in week one in a potential shootout game. His 40 and a half seems 10 yards too low. How dare you? How dare you take a shot at our horrible defense? It doesn't matter what they're going against. They can't cover anybody. It's what we're built on. By the way, you don't need to tell the entire early edge universe you're not a mathematician. We know that. We know that. I but I found a flaw in right now. There is a gap. We will exploit the gap. Well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you did that. But it's my job as the host of this brand to tell you that. Nobody in the chat thinks you're a mathematician. Nobody. No. No. They do find you highly entertaining, which is also why you're here, and that's why I love you so very much. Now. <clears throat> Proppy, sometimes when there's a player who doesn't get the money that he wants, they can go one of two ways. And Tampa announced this week, if I'm not mistaken, that their big wide receiver not going to get more money. They're not going to pay it. And so is he going to come out with a big old chip on his shoulder and play big time for their first home game of the year? Do you think so? I definitely think so, Coach. We're talking about Mike Evans here going over 51 and a half receiving yards. I thought Mike Evans was somewhat cooked coming into the season, but I was very encouraged week one with his usage, with how he looked, led the team in targets, double-digit targets at a 28% target share. I actually think that's sustainable with Baker Mayfield here under center. This number is just too low and what is a fantastic matchup against a Bears team. That is one of the worst defensive units, I think, in the league by far maybe and even in nfl history uh absolutely atrocious so we know the bucks can't run the football whatsoever uh had just 75 rushing yards last week despite running the ball over 30 times that is just terrible efficiency they're going to air the ball out in this game mike evans and baker mayfield uh seem to have a good connection baker's comfortable throwing him the football love him to go over 51 and a half receiving yards and then we're going to go to mac hollins who was signed to the atlanta falcons in the offseason he's a good real life football player but as far as his stats are concerned for props and fantasy doesn't make a huge impact i like him under 15 and a half yards for his longest reception desmond ritter through for 115 yards in week one. Uh, I don't see that being, uh, I don't see that changing. I think he's going to throw for around 150 yards per game uh, for the time being. He's got some serious squeaky wheel treatment with Drake London, who did not, I think he only had one reception for three yards in week one. So uh, I think those targets are going to be largely funneled to Drake London and to Kyle Pitts. He does not throw it very far past the line of scrimmage. So yeah, I think Mac Hollins, who doesn't run a lot of deep routes, this is a really good spot to fade 
fade him under 15 and a half for his longest reception. And then we're going to take a look at Rashid Shahid over 36 and a half yards. He is a major breakout candidate, had a big week one performance, looks very comfortable uh, with Carr in New Orleans. He really came on strong last year, despite the erratic quarterback play that the Saints had, combination of Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, etc. cetera. Uh, now with Carr under center, looks far more comfortable leading this Saints passing offense. This guy's on the field in all three wide receiver sets, has a ton of speed. He could get this in one catch. I love Rashid Shahid. I think he's a major breakout candidate. Had a huge week one. I don't think that was an outlier. I think he's going to continue to be really productive. This number should be in the 40s, in my opinion. Bread and butter, baby. Bread and butter. So much education. One short show. I love this, says Grayson in the chat. Grayson, thank you very much. Dave, let's bring it full circle, baby. I'm bringing it back to you because somebody in the chat and it's always nice because when you guys give the education and then they start to learn and then they start to know and then they put in the chat, it's like, oh, we're really helping people. And they ask about Christian Kirk. Do you happen to like Christian Kirk this week? And it's weird, Coach, because he barely played last week. He only had one catch. There's a reason for that. And I do like Christian Kirk, and I am going to take an over on his player prop, which has been generously uh, shot down a little because of what happened last week. Discounted was the word that I was looking for, Coach. Discounted. Love it. It's 40 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking the over. Jacksonville didn't need them last week. In fact, they wanted a bigger offensive line to deal with the Indianapolis front seven. It's a pretty good front seven and actually proved wise because Calvin Ridley on the outside, huge game. Zay Jones on the other side, also a huge game. In the slot, Evan Ingram didn't do a whole lot, and neither did Christian Kirk, and they didn't need Kirk. He didn't even play. But we learned in that game that they're going to line up Kirk in the slot this year. That's going to be his main role. When he did play, over 70% of his snaps were in the slot. They're taking on Kansas City. They need points. They need speed. Kirk gives them that. The Chiefs allowed almost 14 yards per catch and almost 4.3 yards after catch per reception to the Lions in Week 1 both ranking in the bottom 10. Amon Ross St. Brown, he didn't run all of his routes from the slot, but he kept his dot low like slot receivers tend to do, and he spanked Kansas City for 71 yards and a touchdown on six grabs. Slot cornerback Trent McDuffie, he's been a bright spot for this defense. That's who's going to line up across from Kirk. He can be beat. St. Brown proved it. Christian Kirk gets back on his horse this week. I don't know if he's going to get 50 yards, but he can get you 43, 44, 45 and get involved in this high-scoring shootout between the Chiefs and the Jaguars. What will not be a high-scoring shootout is in Houston. The Colts-Texans. Not so good. But I like what I saw from Michael Pittman, not in the whole game last week. That would be asking too much. How about just the second half? Because he had nothing in the first half last week against those Jaguars. And he came through with eight catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown in the second half. Basically, Anthony Richardson learned to lean on him. And he wasn't throwing him deep downfield balls either. Short little passes. His touchdown, if you read the stat book, it's 39 yards. It was a screen pass. And Pittman took it to the house. He almost never does that. I'm banking on volume for Pittman. There isn't a receptions prop to take the over on. So we're going to take over 54 and a half receiving yards and go with that with Pittman, figuring that he gets six or seven catches. All he has to do is average eight yards to catch. That's a piece of cake for him, and he'll come through on that number. Piece of cake. And now all of a sudden I'm hungry. Thank you, Dave. Uh, By the way, Eric Davis says, love the quicker pace of the show this year, Coach. Awesome. 
Well, we listen to you. We think 30 to 40 minutes is our sweet spot. And my guys are absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it. Now, Fayez in the chat had a pretty good idea, and I want to run it by you guys. So on the daily show, because Proppy plays in this in EC, we do a predict the home run based off a of sports line model. What would you guys or how would you guys feel about doing an anytime touchdown little pick for the show for Sunday games? Would that be something like put five up there and say, hey, I think that guy will do it? That you think that'd be something to be fun? Sure. Yeah, love it. I like that idea, Fayaz. Thank you very much. We'll discuss it in our production meeting. Now, as Eric just said, we have changed the show. We made it quicker. Or you could say that we transformed the show. I love Paramount Plus. This show, you mark my words, will end up on Paramount Plus. It's only a matter of time. Now, if there's one thing I've learned from my man probably three times. It's that there is, in a lot of markets, a lot more ways for an under to come in than an over to come in. And, Proppy, when I look at how Seattle played last week, scoring 13 points against a Rams team that was supposed to be terrible, that means they're worse than what we thought, at least through week one. And my man got his contract and all of a sudden can't throw the football. What do we like this week? Yeah, we're going to fade Geno Smith, coach. I was not impressed with that week one performance. Uh, going under 257 and a half passing yards on the road against Detroit. I was impressed with Detroit's defense. Uh, held Patrick Mahomes to, I think, 210 yards. Not a bad job. I know a lot of Chiefs receivers drop passes, but this is a tough spot for Seattle. Going to be without both their starting left and their starting right tackle. They signed Jason Peters, who was 41 years old, uh, was on his couch just a few days ago, who is likely going to be playing uh, for Seattle's offensive line in a spot against the Detroit defense. Again, that was impressive. Aiden Hutchinson, if you have not seen him play, he is one of the best defenders in the NFL, just a relentless motor. Uh, I think Seattle, due to the offensive line being uh, in disarray, uh, plus this matchup, they're going to have to run the football quite a bit. I think we're going to see a lot of Kenneth Walker uh, I also think Gino's going to have to get rid of the ball very quickly because of the problems that he has at both left and right tackle. I think 258 yards is a big ask for Geno Smith, who looks to be a pretty serious regression candidate. So, yeah, I love fading him under 257 and a half yards. This one is climbing, so you could probably even get it at this number or even a higher number. So definitely uh, wait and see where it settles. But, yeah, love the spot. I have a question for all three of you. Probably let's start with you. In that same game, DK Metcalf, his longest catch number is 23 and a half. Your thoughts? I just I don't have a lot of confidence right now in who's delivering him the football in Geno Smith. So while I am high on DK Metcalf, uh, just not really high on his Geno Smith's protection that it would take to hit uh, DK down the field. So it's a fade for me. Boom. EC, Dalton Kincaid, over 29 and a half receiving yards or over two and a half. Uh, the first is minus 110. The catch is a little juicy, minus 153. Yeah, Coach, I actually looked at Kincaid's uh, receiving yardage prop as one of mine this week, and I opted to go with Evan Engram over him. I would play the over. I think he goes over 30 yards, and I would say gets about three catches. Boom. At minimum. Uh, okay. Thank you, EC. Now, Dave, I got to come to you because big news came out of Kansas City the last – what, 24 hours or so. Chris Jones got his contract. He's going to play. So that defense, much, much better like that. Travis Kelsey apparently feels pretty good. He practiced. He is going to play. Talk to me from a DFS angle and also from a prop angle on what we can do with Kelsey's props, the defense. Just talk to me. 
Well, the defense is in for a long game against Jacksonville, so I'm nervous about them being a good fantasy start this week. Look for the Giants as an option off the waiver wire. They're taking on Arizona. They should be able to have a bounce-back game defensively. I don't know about offensively, but for the Giants, defensively. Kelsey's a must-start in fantasy. I think you fade him in DFS just because you can find cheaper options at tight end, like Luke Musgrave, for example. He's 5000 on FanDuel. And, uh, and as far as player props go, I, I think I already saw seven and a half as his receptions total. I'm staying away from that. What I'm hoping for is that Kelsey kind of underwhelms this week. Maybe that number goes down to six and a half next week, and we take advantage of that when Kansas City takes on Chicago. That's a matchup Kelsey could just go crazy in. You see what Dave just did there? What do I say all the time? Take the knowledge for right now or use it into the future. We say it all the time. Pay attention. Dave, thank you very much. Yes, now, sir. Dave also enlightened me prior to the show because we always meet for a few minutes and reminded me how many headshots I took back in my WWE days and then I forgot how we normally end the show. Instead of going through all the picks, we like to see which ones are our favorite. So, Snake, let's throw up the picks on the screen, please. And, Dave, I'm going to start with you. Of the other two experts, legends, as I would say, what's your favorite play? My favorite, I actually have two. They're okay. both with EC. Oh, James Cook over 12 and a half receiving yards at minus 110, no less. You save a little bitty bit on the juice. That's worth more than a double sprinkle. I think that's going to end up being, he could get that in one catch against Las Vegas. The other one, I ain't saying. You got to follow me on Twitter and you got to ask me on Twitter. And then I will tell you on Twitter. Wait, it's not called Twitter. It's called X. X. Find me on X. I'll I'll help you and I'll tell you my other favorite pick. But the one that I like the most is James Cook. I love that lead to engagement. We are everywhere, especially social media. I love that tease, Dave. All right, Proppy, don't get upset because your Uncle Dave didn't pick one of yours. Don't get upset. Which I'm a big boy, Coach. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like Uncle Dave's Luke Musgrave, over 31 and a half receiving yards. I was on him on week one, if you follow me. Uh, love the spot for Musgrave. Very impressed with how he moves. Looks very comfortable with Jordan Love, who I was also very impressed with. I think he's going to have a nice week two matchup. So, uh, for Dave, I'd go Luke Musgrave. And then for EC, I'm going to go Anthony Richardson, over 38 and a half rushing yards. I agree with EC's take. He's going to be running the ball quite a bit, much to be a neutral or positive game environment against the Texans. And uh, he also missed some time last week, easily went over this. Uh, he'll go over this in a full four quarters as well. So I love what I've seen from Anthony Richardson. Love that. We had to pick EC up off the floor. He's got Proppy validating him. He's got Uncle Dave pro validating him. What do you like of the other boys, EC? Coach, my ego has never been larger. Uh, I will say this. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, oh, his longest rush, Interception over 12 and a half yards that Proppy gave out. Love them both. I could see him having 40 of each, uh, you know, 40 yards of each. And I think he can get at least one catch or one run over 15 yards. I think that's a safe number. So I feel pretty good about that one. And I got to agree with Proppy as well on Uncle Dave's pick of Luke Musgrave over 31 and a half receiving yards. Who knows about Christian Watson? If he plays, is he going to be limited? Who else is going to catch the ball for Green Bay without Aaron Jones in the lineup? Likely Luke Musgrave over 40 yards. So 31 and a half seems like a great number to me. Guys, it's already at 32 and a half at Caesars. Wow. What do we tell you all the time? You got to get it in when we give it out. I see a lot of people in the chat saying, oh, Proppy's play is going the other way. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Greatest prop better in America. They watch the show. They move the line. They don't want you to bang that number. That's why he's the greatest. Now, do not forget, 
Sunday, noon Eastern. We break down all the 1 o'clock games, all the 4 o'clock games. And at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we will break down everything Sunday night football. And this week, fantastic. Dolphins and the Patriots live from Foxborough. We'll have some props in that one, no doubt. Turn on your notifications. Follow this channel. Hit the like button. We have grown, but we need to grow bigger, and we need your help. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know, take the Chiefs on the money line. What that is. <laughs> You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my attacker, Lobo, Proppy, Uncle Dave, my man EC, Snake, always behind the scenes, making the show look like a million bucks. Thank you, Bet MGM. Thank you very much. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about, and it doesn't matter the show, the day, the time. The crew is together right here at the Early Edge. Good luck.